Good morning. It is Tuesday, January 14, 2020, and welcome to episode two of season two of Eplorbus One podcast. Uh, thank you to uh, our listeners, particularly those on the West Coast. I know that you uh, get up early sometimes to catch these as they break day. But uh, a couple housekeeping items before I get into our topic uh, this morning. And for those of you who will listen throughout the day in the next coming days, I wanted to simply give you an update on what is happening with impeachment here in Washington now that the Congress has come back from Christmas recess. Um, and the Speaker of the House announced last week that she would indeed transmit the articles via the House managers. Uh, to the United States Senate. And I want to talk a little bit about that. I was on CNN on Sunday night, every Sunday night, by the way, um, at 8 p.m. Eastern, we do a special on the impeachment of Donald J. Trump. And uh, I think we'll continue to do that throughout um, until we have a conclusion here. But a couple things I want to share. One, uh, my job is always uh, one of the things I enjoy most about being a commentator and a writer and opinion writer is that I get to break things down and I like to try to uh, break things down into manageable bites of information. Uh, people are busy. You're working hard out there. You're trying to put food on the table. You you have a life. Those of us who are in the Beltway um, absorb this stuff 24 hours a day. Uh, watch the networks or on the networks. We're always talking and we're rarely listening. So I think it's important to break things down for you. And that's what this podcast is about. It's about everything America, from our politics to our sports. Congratulations to uh, Louisiana State University last night on a great win over Clemson uh, in the national championship game. Um, uh, Clemson was the favorite. Um, they've been to bowl games and championships many times. But uh, congratu- congrats to uh, LSU. Uh, Louisiana is becoming my um, second home away from home. Uh, I'm there uh, doing events and things uh, often. I'm going back, in fact, to Baton Rouge next month and looking forward to that, uh, speaking to the Louisiana School Board uh, Association. And uh, that ought to be a really good event that I'm looking forward to. So at any rate, um, back on point with impeachment, I wanted to come by and kind of give you a bit of a primer on what happens now uh, that we're going over to the Senate. If you have a moment... Uh, get on social media on either my Twitter or my Instagram or Facebook public page, Sophia A. Nelson Esquire. Uh, look for the blue check. That's how you know it's me. And uh, I am Sophia Nelson on all my platforms. And there's a clip from Sunday night's uh, hit on CNN. And I broke down uh, why I think there will be witnesses in the Senate trial. And I think that Nancy Pelosi was very effective in what she did by withholding those articles. It focused attention where people would have otherwise lost uh, their attention to this over the Christmas and New Year holidays. It made people stop and say, wait a minute, what? She didn't send them? Is that okay? Can she do that? And the reality is, is that the Constitution is is clear, but it's vague. What do I mean? Well, uh, Article 2, which is, of course, the executive article, is the one that governs the impeachment process. It gives the sole power of impeachment or indicting or accusing the president of the United States to the House of Representatives. It gives the sole power to try uh, to have the trial to dissect what the House has accused the president of to the Senate. And so it's pretty clear about what 
but it doesn't say when and it doesn't say how much time. It doesn't say she has to do it within five days or 20 days or 30 days. That was left open, I think probably intentionally. But uh, today, which is Tuesday, January 14th, we expect the uh, House Judiciary Committee to pass a resolution uh, that will appoint the managers. Uh, We expect that today. It's not sure, but probably will happen. And then uh, once those managers are appointed, I suspect they'll have a press conference of some kind. Uh, then they have to physically walk the articles over. Look, this process is old. Um, we go back to the trial of 1868 uh, Johnson and then to Clinton in 1998. It was 100 years between trials. And the model that the Senate is using is the Clinton impeachment, which makes sense, which is what uh, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has been arguing, that we ought to stick with the process that we have and we'll vote on witnesses and whether or not we need them during the process. And I frankly have no problem with that. I think this uh, uh, having witnesses up front is something that we do in criminal trials, uh, something that we do in civil trials in this country. But remember, this is not a criminal nor a civil trial. This is a political trial, and that is a very important distinction uh, that people need to grasp that this is a political process. This is done by elected members of the House and the Senate, uh, the people's representatives, the people's senators, and we entrust them with this process. The senators take a special oath Uh, that is in addition to the oath they take as senators, that they will be fair and impartial, which is something that the Senate Majority Leader and Lindsey Graham, the chair of the Judiciary Committee, two very critical uh, leaders in the Senate, both said that they're not impartial, that they don't intend to be fair. They've said this. I'm not making this up. Google it. Look it up for yourself. And that's problematic. And I think what Pelosi did by withholding Uh, the articles was she focused the public on, wait a minute, every trial I've ever heard of has witnesses. In fact, all 19 impeachments that have ever taken place in the U.S. Senate from the beginning of this republic till now, only 19 have all had witnesses, every single one of them. So that's an important point to remember. Going forward, um, I am going to make sure that you have an update every week. Uh, We're going to start our guest on this podcast, I hope later this week. Uh, I have uh, become a new member of the Lincoln Project, which is a project started by Steve Schmidt, George Conway, and uh, Rick Fox, among others. Uh, And it is a group of Republicans who I will call disaffected Republicans or Republicans. You could call them never Trumpers, whatever. Uh, Republicans who are from conservative to moderates, but people who've been involved in the Republican Party, like myself, for decades who have all signed on to be a part of this project to return us to uh, the party of Lincoln and to uh, ensure that uh, Donald Trump is not reelected. And for those of you who listen, who may be supporters of the president, I want to encourage you to stay. Uh, You're allowed to like the president. I'm allowed not to like him. That's the beauty of America. Uh, We encourage dissent. We don't have to agree. Uh, We don't have to always see eye to eye, but my hope is that we will always try to have respectful dialogue and meaningful dialogue that will move us toward a more perfect union and a more united America. So I think that this notion that we always have to agree and like each other is preposterous, and it also doesn't historically fit the narrative of America and how this republic was formed and how uh, the colonies, the 13 colonies, united to Uh, fight King George and his tyrannical reign 
Uh, South Carolina and Massachusetts did not agree on much of anything. Virginia and Rhode Island did not agree on much of anything. And so uh, if you begin to go back and look at the historical record and look at the debate and look at the constitutional uh, process and the debates around it and the legislative history and go back and look at the Continental Congress, you'll see that there was a whole lot of disagreement about a lot. But what we fundamentally agree on as Americans is equality, liberty, and freedom. Those are the three pillars, equality, liberty, and freedom uh, that make us Americans. And I think that's where we get the e pluribus unum out of many ones. So quick primer, uh, look this week for the House managers to be appointed. Those are the people that will argue uh, the case to the Senate, uh, the indictment, the conviction, the prosecutors, if you will. I expect that to be a diverse group. I expect it not to be all male and all white like it was in 1998. I expect there to be women appointed and involved, uh, and I expect it to be diverse with some color uh, as well. And uh, the uh, speaker can determine how many managers she wants to appoint. Uh, next, after those managers are appointed, uh, the Secretary of the Senate uh, shall inform the Senate Majority Leader and the Minority Leader in the Senate that articles are coming from the House of Representatives. They will receive the articles. At that time, the Chief Justice of the United States will come over. Uh, he will uh, preside because the Vice President, who is the President of the Senate, cannot preside over a trial uh, where his boss is being uh, looked at to be removed. Of course, the vice president would become president if President Trump were removed. So the vice president has no role. The chief justice sits in. He runs the process. He can rule on motions. He can uh, rule on a lot of procedural things that we'll discuss at another time. And then more importantly is um, once the oath is given to the senators and the senators are sworn in, uh, that becomes a very important uh, process because that's the oath that I spoke of earlier where they all take an oath to be impartial jurors and the Senate Majority Leader has no power. 51 senators run this by a simple majority vote of 51. They can call witnesses. They can do all kind of things. So the great thing is that the senators are in control. Look for about six to ten Republicans, senators who um, will really determine the fate of what happens here in terms of witnesses and procedures in the Senate. On air the other night, I talked about Senate rule number one that I think is important. You should go and read the rules of the Senate around impeachment. You can Google them. They'll come up from the Clinton trial. And I think it's important to make the distinction between the Senate rules and the Constitution. And it's a shall. It says the Secretary of the Senate shall receive the articles, shall inform the Senate, they shall take an oath, they shall hold the trial, blah, 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 blah. And it's important because there is not this option that I think some think that somehow they can just dismiss this or not have the trial. It's ridiculous, it's preposterous, and it doesn't line up with the Constitution or the Senate rules that exist on the books at the moment. They can always change those rules, but for the moment they have not. So I just want to stop by and let you know uh, that's what will happen, and a trial will probably start sometime next week. I don't know if it'll be weeks. I don't know if it'll be days. I don't know if it'll be a month or more, but I do know that um, it will happen, and we will come back. We'll have guests. Uh, of course, I'm a former uh, committee counsel for the House of Representatives for the Republican side, also admitted to the bar of the United States Supreme Court, so I uh, know this well. And we'll be talking about it as often as we need to to keep you informed. So listen, have a great day. Happy New Year. If you haven't had a chance yet, please listen to our uh, opening podcast for 2020. 
of the 10 things we should stop doing as Americans. It's really an inspirational podcast. It's a little bit of helping you with your New Year resolutions. It's more of my inspirational Sophia, the author, speaker side. Uh, But I absolutely positively wanted to weigh in uh, on this and just let you know what to expect this week with impeachment and the Senate trial. Uh, It should all unfold in the next day or two, and then we should be off to the races next week. And, of course, we'll be back, and I'm going to try to get on Capitol Hill and see if I can catch it with some of the members of Congress and senators and get them on the podcast here. And uh, I'll be doing writing and lots of TV commentary. So take care. Uh, Happy New Year. I look forward to uh, a great season two and a a 2020 that's filled with a lot of action. The debate is tonight, the last presidential debate before the Iowa caucus on the Dem side. I will be doing analysis for Politico as always. Uh, The next day we'll we'll weigh in on who we thought won and lost. Uh, Look for Warren and Sanders to probably come after each other for Biden to appear like a statesman and Buttigieg and and, uh, Yang and others to continue to try to climb upward. Cory Booker, the senator from New Jersey, dropped out uh, yesterday, making that the last person of color in the race. Uh, Kamala Harris, of course, dropped out first, and Julian Castro uh, now uh, Cory Booker. So it's an unfortunate process, but money reigns in our politics, and until that changes, it's not going to change. Uh, there you have it. That's my uh, Tuesday, January 14th update. Uh, Again, watch the debate tonight. Be informed. Um, Make sure you're keeping up with impeachment. This is historic. Read to your kids. Share it with your kids. Make sure they understand what's going on. And uh, you can always share this podcast. It's clean. It's appropriate for young people, uh, for teens, for college kids, and otherwise. So uh, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, Have a blessed day.